ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Kashmir Project. If you've been enjoying this show so far, please do leave a like wherever you find this, and don't forget to share it with everyone else. Today I want to be talking about one of the more pressing issues within Kashmir, the issue of human rights and the sort of violation that is being witnessed right now. Now, we've crossed the 70-day mark on the occupation of Kashmir. It has now been more than 70 days since India has forcefully deployed its troops and suspended Article 370 and 35A of its constitution, thereby stripping Kashmir of its rights as a free state. Right now, Kashmir is under Indian occupation, and for the past two months, things have been very dire. Curfew has been implemented, communication has been disrupted, transportation is non-existent, and the general plight of the Kashmiris has been intensified. People are scared. People are angry. People want their rights back. People want the freedom to go out on the streets and go about their business. They want to have the freedom to express themselves and to support who they want and to live life on their own terms. Unfortunately, the Indian government's push towards a safer and more prosperous Kashmir has countered all of these wishes. Since there was curfew within Kashmir, activity was on the down low. People did come out and raise their concerns, but their attempts weren't as widespread as it would have been if they were given the freedom to do so. Now that India is slowly easing up on its stance within Kashmir, we see that more activity is happening. A particular case that I want to highlight is one that happened on this Tuesday, October 15th. This week, a march to protest the abrogation of provisions of Article 370 and the division of Jammu and Kashmir into two union territories by the Indian government took place and was attended by a number of activists, chief among them a lot of women. Among these women were the sister and daughter of former Chief Minister Farooq Abdullah, who is currently under house arrest. These women and these people came out onto the streets, demanding their rights, pushing for peace, showing everyone that they do not support the government's decision. They wore black armbands, they held up placards, they were protesting peacefully, and unfortunately, they were met by police personnel, who asked them to disperse. However, the protesters were adamant, and they refused to go back to their homes and attempted to stage a sit-in, demanding their rights back, demanding that the government let them breathe, let them be free, let them live the way that they did, in dignity. This action was not met well with security forces, who decided to round up the protesters and put them into police vehicles and women were included. The sister and daughter of Farooq Abdullah were arrested for coming out onto the street and demanding their rights from the Indian government. These people said that they felt betrayed, humiliated, and violated as people when the Indian government decided to suspend their civil liberties and fundamental rights. Their demands were the immediate release of detainees and the demilitarization of the rural and urban areas of Jammu and Kashmir. 
They were angered. They were outraged by the spread of false and misleading information by the Indian government. They felt that their voices were not being heard. And so they came out onto the streets to show that their voices matter. And yet they were picked up, taken away and detained. Now, in these circumstances, you have to ask, why would something like this happen in a Kashmir where everything is apparently returning to normal? Members of the Indian government claim that normalcy is returning to Kashmir, that things are better, that there is no strife. Then why are protests happening? And why are Indian security forces detaining these protesters who have the right to stand up against the government and protest peacefully. A lot of people will say that yes, it was a security concern and that is why these people were detained. But then again, we have to realize that currently the government is enforcing a draconian law that does not allow people to assemble. People within Kashmir are fearful of congregating together. Any person who is in a group with three others is considered illegal by the government. It is this sort of state of affairs that is in Kashmir right now. These are the reasons why the international community wants to look into Kashmir for grave violations of human rights. Common people coming out on the streets and raising the issue with their government are not being heard. Instead, they are being corralled like animals and being locked up simply for speaking out, a right that is given to them by the United Nations. Article 19 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights states that everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. This right includes freedom to hold opinions without interference and to seek, receive, and impart information and ideas through any media and regardless of frontier. This is the Universal Declaration of Human Rights that has this clause. And we see it right in front of our eyes being violated. The people of Kashmir have a right to freedom of opinion and expression. They have a right to hold these opinions, to impart information, and to receive information, regardless of any frontiers. Yet we see that there is still a communication blockade. There are still people being detained. There are still protests that are being dispersed forcefully. In these sort of situations, you have to ask, if the right isn't of the people, then whose is it? Is it the establishment? The ones who make the rules? Is it the government? Is it the politicians who have their own ideologies, their own creeds? Is it of the media? The ones who spin stories and tell tales of Kashmir being extremely prosperous and free are they the ones whose rights are protected while the common man is being shuttled around in police vehicles? Is it the right of industrialists, of real estate owners who want to grab land in Kashmir? Is it the right of malicious forces who want to strengthen their power base in an area that is predominantly against them? Where do the rights lie? Who has the rights? if not the people. Security forces are deployed all over Jammu and Kashmir. A force exists there 
that the people do not want. Actions have been taken that are in strong protest, and yet the ones perpetrating have absolutely no shame. They go about spinning their stories, talking of fantastical tales of peace and prosperity and development, when in order to achieve that, they're actually destroying Kashmir as it is. The social structure, the way human life operates over there, is now in tatters. Thanks to the people who decided that today is the day that we send our troops in and we forcefully take this back. We forcefully win. That is not winning. What is happening right now is oppression. Is the complete denial of human rights. People are not happy. That is why they come out into the streets. Insurgencies happen. Stones are pelted. Bombs are exploded. It's not because of some conspiracy. It's because of the actions that are taking place. This is the effect of the cause. This is the reaction of the government's decision to move in forcefully and seize power. The people of Kashmir are fighting back. They are demanding their rights. They are screaming out to the world that we do exist and we are here. The international community needs to heed those calls. They need to look into all these allegations of gross misconduct by the Indian forces. Congressmen, parliamentarians, decision makers all over the world are slowly waking up to the sound of the Kashmiri plight. They're starting to see that things are not what are being projected by India. And no matter how powerful that state is, we need to do something about this. We will be responsible for anything that goes sideways. This is what the international community believes. And India, the occupying force, is completely morally bankrupt. Do the Indian forces not hear the cries of children scared in their homes? Do they not see the fear in the eyes of the women whose men they drag away? Do they not witness the sorrow of people who have lost their loved ones? No person can be that cruel. That is what I believe. And yet, the situation in Kashmir is proving me wrong. The government has turned a blind eye to these people, obsessed in its own agenda. And where the Indian government has failed these people, we cannot fail these people. We cannot let that happen. We must not follow suit and stand by while atrocities rain down and rights are denied. The international community needs to wake up. It needs to see. It needs to talk. It needs to do something. Because only through the power of everyone's actions can the situation be changed. India is a major player. A population in billions. And in order to counter that, we need to bring just as much strength. If not more. If you are listening to this, and you are aware of the plight of the Kashmiris, I urge you, please raise your voice. Please talk to people and help them raise their voice. Discuss this amongst yourselves. Learn about it. Read about it. Talk about it. Do not let this thing die down. Do not let the voice of the Kashmiris 
fade out in vain. The Kashmiris have witnessed this for over 70 years and they are still fighting. And with the passion that they have, we need to be motivated to fight with them. If you are listening to this, please, I urge you, share this, talk about it, write about it, do something. Because your actions will make the difference. Your words can motivate people. Through your power, a paradigm shift can take place. And a supreme power can be dismissed. Please always remember Kashmir. Remember it in your thoughts. Remember it in your prayers. Remember it in your talks. We deserve to not forget what the Kashmiris do. And the Kashmiris deserve to have their legacy carried on. Once again, I thank you for tuning in. It is through your power that this podcast exists and that we continue the fight for Kashmir. If you find these words motivational, please do leave a like, do share, do keep the word spreading. Thank you so much for your time. I will see you in the next one.